Welcome to Documentary First, an inside look at a first-time filmmaker's journey. I'm your host, Josh Lindsay, from the Movie Proposal Podcast. And with me is our first-time filmmaker, Christian Taylor. Hey, Josh Lindsay. Hello. And sitting on the other side of the table is our button-pushing extraordinaire guy. Research guy. Research guy, Jason Rugg. Hey there. Hey. And not only do we have Christian and Jason here... But we have two people all the way from France. Normandy, France. Normandy, France, to come visit with us today. Christian, why don't you do the introduction? I will. So I'd like you all to meet my dear friends, now my housemates, uh, Flavie Poisson. Hello. And Thomas Voisson. Hello. Bonjour. (laughs) Bonjour. They are both from Normandy, France. And uh, yes, like I said, they're living in my house. It's been a really interesting, like, how long have you been there? Uh, We've arrived on the beginning of February. (laughs) We went back a bit in Canada for a few days, and Uh, we came back. That's right. That's right. (laughs) So this is a hilarious... You you couldn't take Canada. You had to come back to the United States. (laughs) Yes, we decided to come back. (laughs) Yes. Well, there was an interesting story about why they decided to come back. So I'm going to start it, and then I'm going to let them finish it. But basically, they came to Chicago for the Chicago Travel and Adventure Show. Flavie and Thomas have opened a new tourism, uh, like a, what are you called? Uh, a guided tour company. company. Guided tour company. Guided tour company. <laughs> Thank you. And they were at this travel show, Chicago's travel show, representing their tour company, but also the museums in Normandy. And so they did that, but they also came to our screening on February 6th. And after that, they had to go back to Canada where they were able to work make money in hopes of coming back to the United States to travel. So we said goodbye to them on February 9th, I think, and they took off for Canada. And the next thing I know, I get a message from Flavi. Well, Christian, what did you say? <laughs> uh, we have some trouble. We wanted to do woofing at some place, but uh, we were in a cabin in the middle of the forest with no water, uh, with no <laughs> restrooms, and <laughs> we are looking for a job, but we don't really know. <laughs> it was a terrible story. <laughs> <laughs> so the best I can understand, I don't really know what woofing is, but I do think it's construction you were supposed to do. Roofing. <laughs> Yes, but you cannot do roofing in northern Canada in February. The roofs are covered with snow. That was not my idea. That's Flavie's idea. Yes, Flavie does uh, own responsibility for this, I think. What were you thinking, going to northern Canada to do roofing it in was February? It Canadian adventure. <laughs> So she told me that they showed up, and Thomas tells it much more dramatically. What happened, Toma, when you were driving toward where you were staying? Uh, so we arrived uh, in the middle of the in the middle of the forest. It was approximately eight eight hour eight, 8 o'clock PM, eight yeah. p.m. and uh, that was, was dark. Not, not in the dark. Yeah, and uh, the people are very very. Kind, very, yeah, very, they were nice. very, very nice. But uh, the the guy uh, introduced his wife and uh, the farm, and that was very weird. You know, that was <laughs> I was not very good. And uh, didn't also, you tell me there were like no lights? You had to drive like five miles yes. back in yes. this forest. Back in this yes. forest, so five well, miles. Lost. Well, totally <laughs> lost. And uh, also, he showed us the restroom, and the restroom was. Uh, in the 
little cabin in the middle of the forest, very small, in the dark. And I used the restroom twice or, or three times a night. So, But it was not a restroom. It's was just a wall <laughs> on the ground. So, so it was a hole in the ground? Yeah. Yes. So it was a cabin yeah. outside, like an outhouse, yes. but it just had a hole in the ground? Yeah, that's yeah. Right. Oh my gosh, that's worse yeah. than I thought you... And oh I looked God. at it and I saw the... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so we say we cannot stay here <laughs> more than one hour. <laughs> so we decided to found an hotel. Yeah, so wait a second. Yeah. Didn't Flavi say, oh, we can stay here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was okay to stay and Thomas wasn't so okay to stay. So we decided to leave in the middle of the night. We just let a note on the bed like, oh, I'm so sick. I have to find a doctor in emergency. <laughs> so we left. I'm sorry. <laughs> and so we found an hotel. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so then you found a hotel, but now you need money to pay for the hotel. And as yeah. I understood it, you were out of money. Mm-hmm. So yes. then what happened? Yeah, so we went in some uh, work agency to find a job in uh, the first city, Huntsville, in Ontario. Wait, and wait, then wait, wait, wait. So Huntsville? Huntsville. Huntsville, Not Ontario. Not in Alabama. Yeah, right. Huntsville, <laughs> Ontario, which is like northern Canada, right? Uh, it's in the middle of Ontario, but it's really cold. Mm-hmm. In this part. And so they, this is a temporary agency is what I think we call it here. Yeah, okay. So you go in to get a temporary work job. Yes, in this first one, they just told us, okay, we can play in a meeting uh, next week. So we moved. We went then to North Bay, Ontario. And it was even worse. And she told us, oh, what are you doing here? You should just go because there is no work here. <laughs> okay, what are we going to do? <laughs> And so then you told me you were in a McDonald's or something, right, Thomas? And yeah. what happened to you? So and we 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 have an order in McDonald's. So and the guy inside in the front of me um, say, uh, "Where are you from?" So I say, "I'm from France." And say, "What are you doing here?" So I'm looking for a job. Uh, that was in North Bay, North Bay, Ontario. And he say. You are looking for a job in North Bay. So I say, yes, I'm looking for a job in North Bay. But I say, I think it's not the good place to find a job. <laughs> so that was the beginning of our experience and in North Bay. And that was the beginning of Christian getting a note. We have had quite an interesting adventure. So anyway, I felt terrible for them. And I thought, why did you even leave? You can stay in my house. I will feed you some food. Come back. And sh- I'm sure we can find you a job. And so they did. They came back. And once they got here, um, we had dinner the very first night. And so we're talking about some of the work that they possibly could do for me. And so I was talking about entering this phase of trying to get the rights and clearances for all of the archival stuff in the film. And we, the most obvious piece that we need rights for is the archival footage in the very beginning of Michelle de Valavier at Braycourt Manor. And we've known all along we are going to have to pay for this, and we're going to have to pay INA in France, which is going to cost a lot of money. And right away, Tomas says, oh, well, I know who shot that footage. 
He still lives in St. Marie du Mont. I have his contact. I know him. And I was like, are you kidding me? Yes, we can We can write him and see if uh, he might have the footage and maybe we can use it. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I've worked on this for three years. I didn't even know the, who the guy was and that he was still alive. And now, because of this instance, Tomas sitting at my table, and I realized that both of them, they know everybody in Normandy. They know the museums. They know all the different individuals. And they probably could be very helpful with all of the right stuff I needed. And that has been true. They've worked three weeks now, I think, Mm -hmm. every day on helping me do things that I needed to do. And we have not nearly enough time to do the work that is still left to do. I don't know what I would do without them. They've gotten us a lot farther than I ever anticipated. But I've discovered there's so much more work that needed to be done than I understood. So can you give an example of what exactly is being done right now in terms of like the the rights and so forth? Yes. Every day um, they sit at my kitchen table or they sit in the furniture in the living room on their computers and they're looking for all sorts of things as I am looking for them in my office upstairs. But the bottom line is you are supposed to have an archival producer on your project from the very beginning. And that archival producer is supposed to help you determine the story, the narrative arc, and give you choices and options for archival footage and videos that you can choose from whose rights have already been cleared or perhaps they've been (laughs) negotiated. So we should have had that person from the very beginning. Now, I knew that we needed that person to a degree. I knew we were going to have trouble, and we were going to, at some point, have to demonstrate we had the rights for everything. But most everything we were going to be using, I knew, was in the public domain. But you still have to cite where it is located in the National Archives in a rights Bible that you turn in to the distribution buyer. And... We have worked on such a breakneck pace that we were just putting our film together because if you recall, I didn't, like mid-February of 2019, I have no script. I had to throw my script out, start all over, and I had to write something in 10 weeks, put it in a timeline, and come up with a movie in a matter of 10 weeks so that I could show it in Normandy just a few weeks later. Mm -hmm. So the rights and clearances work takes such a long time, and now I'm learning even when things are in public domain, it still may cost us to get them. Um, I just didn't understand the scope of this challenge. Um, You know, I just want to say again, I am a first-time filmmaker, just in case anybody's (laughs) wondering. (laughs) Yeah, how were you supposed to know, right? <laughs> it wasn't a podcast you could listen to, right? You exactly, know, how to do this. exactly. So, so what we've realized is that someone has to go into the National Archives and find the photos, or they have to find the videos. And they all live in the National Archives. Some of them are in the Library of Congress. Some of them are in Ocean or College Park, Maryland, and either we have to try to find some things online. Some things have been digitized, but but most of them have not. So someone actually has to physically go into the archives and get 
the photos and get the videos and give them to us. And that's a very painstaking, labor-intensive process. For example, Flo Plana wanted to go to the National Archives in College Park, and he and his wife, Jenny, did. And they got a whole bunch of photos that he spent time getting the photos, taking pictures of them, days he spent. And he was going to let the film use them. Um, but normally, if... And, and let me just say, my heart is breaking for Flo right now because he ended up dropping his drive. And after he spent all of that time, the drive became corrupted after falling. And oh, now he's lost the, it. The computer like, drive. Yeah. Okay. The hard drive. The yeah, hard the hard drive. drive. Yeah, we're really – I'm praying for him right now for some miracle. I don't know that it's going to happen. But anyway, it takes someone like Flo to go in there – and spend all this time scanning or looking up or and then you have to master each one and so if i'm not going to fly and spend the money to fly and the days in a hotel and the time you know in the museum i'm going to have to pay somebody to do that for me and that's $450 a day at you know basically and if we want to have videos mastered to get the highest quality resolution, each video could cost me $200. So even though the rights are free to use, getting the material at the highest quality resolution and demonstrating the local identifier number in the National Archives is a time-consuming process. So you guys are doing most – obviously, you're doing the work online – So, yeah, so Tomas spent a lot of time doing that himself. He has been scouring all the online resources, and sometimes we can find the videos that we need and we download those videos. Sometimes, rarely, they are the right quality. More often than not, they are a lower quality, but at least we know they are in the public domain and we can cite the reference. But um, at the end of the day, somebody is – we are going to have to pay someone to transfer that footage out of – you know, onto a, a, a file that we can use. So that means we're going to have to pay for the f- actual transfer and we're going to have to pay for a person to manage that for us hmm. in order to get that high-quality video. Do you have a deadline or how is this – So, yeah, we do have a deadline. Um Largely because we've already started entering film festivals. Mm -hmm. So the hopes would be we would get film festival rights for some of our archival that we need um, before our first film festival. And it would be nice if we had higher quality video before our first film festival. Um, Right now, the first film festival we've entered would screen on June 6th, which means they would need our movie like four weeks before, so May 6th. And um, but we don't know if we've gotten in yet, so it's possible that that. So assuming that, you're in, you have until May to get this. First of May. First of May to get the the rights Bible done. Yeah. And and on, and on the correct footage. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness for Flavia and Tomal, right? Yes, <laughs> right. and I didn't even get to start to talk to you about what she's been doing. Just real quickly. 
all the people in our film, the people themselves, the photographs they've lent us, every single one of them have to have a signed release, say a depiction release and photos release that allows us to put those things in our film. Some of those our producer got us at the time, but very few. So now we're having to go back on the back end. She's had to write down the names of everybody in the film sent craft emails, put all these pictures in the emails, and now we have to get all, those all signed, the majority of the people are in France, and put them in this rights Bible. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about that in our next podcast. Sounds good. Okay. Well, hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Documentary First, where we believe everyone has a story to tell, and you can be the one to tell it. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Documentary First. We really appreciate your partnership with us. We can't do any of this without you. So thank you so much for listening, for donating, and for following along on our journey. If you are able to make a donation this week, we really would appreciate it. We are supported by donors who give us $100 or less, so anything helps. Also, if you're able to share the news about the girl who wore freedom with your friends and family, please do that on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or email, and sign up for our newsletter at Normandy Store. Please go to normandystories.com slash donate to make a donation today.